So, Danny, what's your what's your favorite airport? What's your favorite terminal at the airport? Uh, good question. What airports have I been? I'm sure I can count on one hand what airports I've even been to. I don't think that's true. You've been to more airports than well, you. Well, let me see. I've definitely been to Logan Airport because that's in Boston. I've mm-hmm. been to the Manchester, New Hampshire Airport. Okay, because that's outside of Boston. I've been to the Orlando Airport. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I've been to. Have I been to both Chicago airports? I think so. That's five. I've been to LAX. Mm-hmm. You've been I've to never, Palm Beach Airport. I've been to Palm Beach Airport. Mm-hmm. You're already on two hands now. Okay. Well, You've we, been we just to, need to, to find four to Ireland? More. Yeah, but mm, that's true. Well, I guess, okay, we could... Did, did you not fly into <laughs> Ireland when you went from Boston, Dan? Did you take a boat? No, I used my arms, and boy, were they tired. Oh, boy. Did I take a boat? Well, my family took a boat to get here from there. Um, I'm trying to think, like, okay, there's two things here. Uh, also, um, there's two matters. Yeah. New York. That's right. Okay, so uh, the one outside, not uh, the, not the, JFK, LaGuardia, or Lagu- no JFK, JFK, JFK. I but I haven't been to LaGuardia. Okay, so we're at eight. Now, it's a matter of personally. I think if we're going to talk about what airports have you been to, I need to actually fully remember. I need to remember something about the airport because I have no memory of the airports in Ireland the two times that I've been to Ireland. So and I'm I, sure you've changed planes a few times right. somewhere in random places. You could make a you could make I could probably figure out a list of all the airports I've definitely stepped foot in, but if I don't have an actual memory of it, I'm not counting it for this list. So I need okay. three more to get out of to to get more than two hands. Oh, Denver. I remember the Denver airport. There you I go. flew in there for Five Iron Frenzy's last oh, show and you in did, 2003. Uh, you did Ska Summit in Vegas. I did. Can I remember anything about the Vegas airport? There's slot machines in it. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, Portland. Portland. I do remember the Portland airport. Oh, we just need one more. We just need one more. I'm, I'm doing the jazz You've hands. got over over 10 there, Well, Dan. that's two hands, but I need one more to get more than two hands. And like I said, I have to remember something. I thought you only needed more than one hand. <laughs> Is that not what started Did this? Did I say one hand? I thought it was. And when you just said, I thought you needed more than one hand, I thought that was like a masturbation joke. I was like, that's rude. <laughs> no! I would never. <laughs> I know we always cut to on the song. On our Reliant K podcast. I know. We always cut to the song in a joke, and I feel like we've had lots of little cut-tos here and there, but I need one more. We're not going to the song until I can think Whoa. of one more airport I remember. Hold on now. Wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> I counted both Chicago airports. Oh, uh, well, I guess I remember the Vegas airport. What was in the Vegas airport? Oh, you went to, uh, you went on a mission trip to Mexico. <gasps> Mission trip to Mexico. Oh, Remember I was B-O-B? like, what are you singing? Right, right, <laughs> We right, reviewed right. B.O.B. on right. patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Yes. Okay. I remember the Texas airport. I remember the Dallas airport. Yep. So there you go. I did not fly into Mexico. But there you go. We did it. We did it. All right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Was, well, you did it. I just sat here. I've got, I've been to a lot of airports, so I, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wait, we went to England. Yes. I remember Heathrow. I remember Heathrow really go. well. I'm going to replace Dallas because I don't really fully remember Dallas. I just... No, I definitely remember <laughs> Dallas. There we are. We're at 12. We did it. <laughs> I remember... 
oh, I can tell a story. Oh, hang out. Oh, oh no. Hang oh, out. No. Okay. We'll cut to the song, and then I'll tell a story about oh, my mission boy. trip and coming back from it. Well, anyway, we yeah, we just didn't have anything prepared. I like this game. It's like a memory game. Just remember, you know, my slow... I thought we would have already cut to the song by now. You just keep going. <laughs> okay. Like, right there, there was a very clear edit point, and you just kept going. We could cut to the song right now. But instead of doing that, <laughs> we'll cut to it here. Never wrote on when I changed. Terminals at ATL. It's a balance of grace. In a place where I tripped and fell. But the grace receives all my wings. And it becomes a crutch. And I don't want to walk with the crutch so much. That I can't stand taller than before. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Nobody needs to hear your mission trip to Mexico story, Dan. We've probably all already heard it at least five no, times. No, I don't think I've ever talked about the mission trip that I did in 2001. Uh, maybe I've mentioned it in context of like when we've talked about 9-11 and, you know, my memories of that, our, our memories of that. But we also talked about 9-11 because that 500 Frenzy tour that I went to twice mm-hmm. happened. Like I saw Relying K... Ace Troubleshooter, John Rubin, and Five Iron Frenzy, like, the week after 9-11, and that was kind of, like, weird. So I definitely mentioned it about, maybe I mentioned it there, but the summer before 9-11, there was, like, a mission trip to Mexico, and da 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 <laughs> I can't say those words without thinking of the horn line from that B.O.B. song. Um, it was fine. It was fun. I mean... The thing is, like, politically speaking and, like, the way some of these mission trips work, it's like, is it real? Was it really for anything? Like, we didn't do work. Like, my dad went on, like, didn't, real like, mission. You houses or anything? No, we didn't do any of that stuff. It was just, like, it was, like, I guess, like, the proper sense of, the proper and maybe not the good sense of, like, evangelical, like, going out and spreading the gospel. But I'm like, we didn't really spread the gospel. We just kind of, like, went around and visited the churches that were already like doing things and then like we didn't really like do stuff they made us do like little plays and stuff like we practiced little plays that had no dialogue because of like the language barrier and i'm like this isn't really doing anything (laughs) what were you conveying i don't know it was like a dance it was like a little play dance thing about god i'm like this isn't really conveying anything but yeah it wasn't really worth anything like i don't i don't also know that like a large portion of the population of of mexico is uh catholic right that's right we have talked about this because that was the point you said back to me right yeah i don't know it wasn't like i've definitely heard oops sorry i just wanted to play with this fork and it was sitting inside a vase (laughs) and why was it sitting there danny because i put it there earlier because i'm a fidgety boy Mm -hmm. anyway i was looking at this fork and i'm like one of the tongs or whatever you call it one of the Things is crooked, so I'm going to fix it while I sit here. <laughs> but yeah, this week we're talking about Terminals. The song Terminals. Owl City. The second, this closes out the duology for us. The Owl City suite of podcasts. This was the first Owl City Reliant K crossover song, like officially, where it's both bands, you know. Because obviously Tyson famously has written with and produced songs with Adam Young 
as Owl City. So we're just going into it. There was no top no, of the show no, no, business. No, 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 no. There's top of the show oh, business. Oh, okay. I'm just setting up the baseline oh, for okay. everything. So, I see. So Jessica was, I was like, I don't have anything prepared. So she's like, we can talk about airports. And I didn't know it was going to become a game of me trying to remember airports i didn't even say that we literally just sat down at the table and i said do you have anything and danny said no and i said okay and i hit record and then i asked him uh i read your mind because i'm married to you and i can read your mind sometimes that's frightening what am i thinking now (laughs) you're so full of crap danny yeah pretty much (laughs) i knew see um yeah so anyway the mission trip so the the <laughs> it's so I, i'm sitting here playing this game of like i can only count the airport i've been to if i remember it and the reason i remember the airport is because on the way back it's one of those airports where and this will kind of tie into some discussion for the song it was one of those airports that's like so big i think it was dallas <laughs> actually don't remember what city but i I'll, i could figure that out later um they it was one of those airports that's so big that they're like oh you're in terminal whatever get into this like passenger train that'll take you to that side of the airport and this guy who was like not even like the youth or like a youth group leader guy in our he was just kind of like would assert himself as like the leader of a lot of situations but he wasn't even like the pastor or a youth leader he was just like a slightly older guy (laughs) and he would constantly assert himself as like the leader in situations he's like we don't need to take that train we're just walking this way let's walk and then we walked and we walked and we walked i remember stopping him and saying like this is the train we're supposed to get on this is the passenger Mm -hmm. foot train we're supposed to get on he's like we don't need that and then he stops and he's like he's and i'm like no and i'm like no we really need to take that train he's like He's like, he stops me. He's like, look at this map. You see this? This is where we are. And you see this terminal? That's where where we're flying home. And it's like, well, yeah, I could like just take a map of the U.S. and be like, you see this? This is Texas. This is where we are. (laughs) See this? That's Massachusetts. You see how small this map is? Everybody was pissed at him by the end of the thing, because especially because it's not like he was the leader of the situation. Somehow he just like convinced everyone we don't need to get on the passenger train. Are you and sure we you weren't changing we planes at Atlanta because Atlanta's like that? Maybe it was the change plane, but I seem to remember us getting going through security beforehand, which would have been pre nine eleven. So did we have? Yeah, they still had security. Yes, they still had yeah, security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they still had to walk still through the metal <laughs> detector and get your bag scanned and everything. Right. Really? Okay, little mermaid over here. He's itching his hair I'm with using the my, fork. Please. What, they, what does she call it? Dondelinger? <laughs> yeah, like I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I got who's it's and what's it's galore. You need thingamabobs? I got 20. I don't think it's in the uh, song. Yeah. What's the what name of a it? fork in The Little Mermaid? Wow. Well, People are totally shouting back at their phone right now. Like, you dinguses. <laughs> it's a dingus. That's what it is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, my Siri didn't connect for me. Fork in the oh, Little wow. Mermaid. Oh, no. It showed me horrible things. <laughs> Dinglehopper. Dingle a dinglehopper. They use that word again in the Chip and Dale movie. The recent Chip and Dale movie. Remember? That's, that's a popular boomer word. Dinglehopper. Yeah. I so, love, Dan, top I love, of the show business. I love going to Dinglehopper's pub. It's like an Applebee's. Exactly. Anyway, um, top of the show business. Yes, we have voicemail. I'm just kind of like, I'm in a loosey-goosey situation. Oh I'm just in a loosey-goosey kind of podcast. Speaking of 
patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, where we once reviewed the Bunch of Believers ska Christmas album, and then we listened through the self-titled album really quickly. There, That was an emotional ride. You have to go listen. I won't spoil it. But uh, Tim Sullivan calls up to talk to us about one of our Patreon episodes. Or maybe he's talking about the song. <laughs> the, the regular song we did that was on the Narnia soundtrack. Anyway, that wasn't on the Narnia soundtrack, the truth. Anyway, here's Tim calling about Narnia in some way. What up? It's Tim Sullivan. Uh, listening to the Narnia episode, you guys, I guess, haven't seen the movie. And I think it's the same in the story, pretty much identical. Uh, when uh, Edwin, he meets the witch, and she's like, here, let me help you, and puts a coat over him, and he, she asks, any, like, anything you want, and so she magically makes Turkish Delight appear, because that's what he asks for. And then he betrays his uh, brother and sisters. That's, that's what the song's referring to. Nice, thank you. So he's definitely referring to the Patreon episode, where after a couple weeks ago, we so did... So the- one of them's like a little Judas or something? Is I guess that, so. Is that what one of them rep- represents? Maybe, yeah. Because as we as we previously established, I have not read the books or seen the movies, so I've I'm read not the books, familiar. But not Danny, seen the right? Movies. Danny read the books. I've seen the BBC television miniseries, although I don't remember almost any of it. I just vaguely remember there's like pretty cheap cell animation laid on top of live action. It's not nearly. As complex as like, uh, you know, Roger Rabbit or the previously mentioned <laughs> Chip and Dale's recent movie, but it's like, yeah, it's a pretty cheap BBC attempt at doing the book. I saw that when I was young, but I don't remember most of it. Anyway, after we did the truth, we and you know the truth and always winter were recorded by Reliant K or written by Reliant K to hopefully be on the Narnia soundtracks, and then they weren't. We're like, well, let's see what's supposedly better than those songs. The, yeah, the music Not much. <laughs> so over <laughs> Patreon, we listened through the music inspired by The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And the, what, the standout track, because a lot of it is just very 2000s, not, not flat-out worship songs, but like, you know, Christian style pop rock music and very uh, much of the same cloth that you would imagine when you think of those kinds of songs. But songs inspired. There we go. The standout track, and you'll have to go to patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins to hear what we thought of it, was Turkish Delight by the oh, David Crowder right. Band. <laughs> It was the it was the first one that really really broke the mold of all the different songs. Like everything from Jars of Clay, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Jeremy Camp, Bethany Dillon, Delirious, Rebecca St. James, they're all similar kinds of songs. Toby Mac changes it up a little bit by getting a little new medley. Then we kind of went back, but I'm giving an overview, but you have to go get the details at <laughs> patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. But then when David Crowder comes in, he's the only one that really broke the mold. And I feel like if Reliant K had had a chance to be on there, well, I don't know. Like, even though, you know, we are so, in, we love the music of Reliant K to an outsider who heard, who would have heard this album if like, 
you know, if uh, Always Winter was on there, it might have not necessarily stood out. I know this is blasphemous as Reliant K fans, but David Crowder, like, flat on, like, wrote a funk song completely out of left field about the Turkish delight, about the witch, and it comes off kind of sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. David Crowder (laughs) sounds like that little boy is totally into Tilda Swinton. Um, Yeah, so... I don't know. You'll have to go check out patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod to hear more of that. Be us reviewing B.O.B. <laughs> us reviewing Narnia. I'm just really plugging you for the Patreon really, tonight. Yeah, you are really hustling here. Oh, and there's more top of the show business. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is last week. You know why I'm pushing it? Because I think last week was a really good episode. And I haven't actually looked at the numbers, but I've just been assuming that very few, few people listened to us talk about Snake Charmer. Which was the demo, a demo, a unreleased song that was never done anything with past the demo stage for the first album. I love that you think that that many more people will be listening to this episode. When we said that we would do a more uh, well-known song, we could have literally picked anything and we came up with Terminals. Well, I don't know. It's got, you know, That's My Jam did pretty well, even though it's, you know, also a bonus track featuring Owl City. Right. Right. So I don't I know. That's this, a good point. Good I'm, point. I'm gonna Fair put enough. I'm gonna I'm Fair gonna enough. I'm gonna put in the episode description special guest interview Adam Young. Because <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna like start messaging tonight everyone named Adam Young and I'd be like, your name's Adam Young. Will you please be on my podcast? Gotcha. And talk about if you've heard of Relan K or not. <laughs> Good call. I feel like we probably know an Adam Young somewhere, right? Oh, maybe, like yeah. we must. Something went wrong. Oh. Please try again. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> what the heck? My Siri is freaking out. I might need to restart my phone. But anyway, last week we talked about the song Snake Charmer and the the song that we the version of the song that we use to listen to and review the song is the one that had just been uploaded in the last year. And then um, Crease on the Discord shared, had already previously shared a bunch of rare. There's a whole room in the Reliant K Discord specifically for rare tracks and sharing them. And I found an, an M, what is that file called? Like an M4A or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a not as common right, audio yes. file now yeah. of Snake Charmer that I found after the fact, turns out that's a better quality version of Snake Charmer. It's definitely, it's the same recording. Like, it's the same, it's not like another time they recorded the song in studio, but it's a clearer version of it. And I don't know, now I'm even more, like, enticed. Like, how is what appears to be the same performance of the song sound sound better in, in one version but a lot like grimier and sounds like it's recorded across the room in the other, but it sounds like it's the same performance. So, I mean, maybe one literally is just like somebody heard it and like recorded it and then uploaded it. You, you know what? That could be right. I, I said that in the episode yeah. last week because the quality of the version we reviewed that's on YouTube previously, it has that feeling of a microphone held up to a mm-hmm. speaker. So maybe this was the actual file. <laughs> Now, you said that you did go ahead and re... uh, Yes. Yeah. So I took the episode and where we dropped in the song, including the clip at the beginning to get from the cold open to the... I replaced it with the better quality version. But, you know, 
if you're new to the podcast and just listening through these episodes or something, that's the case back there. And then I uploaded the better quality one to YouTube because it had never been there before. Yeah, and I think it's definitely worth checking out if you've never listened to Snake Charmer, since it sounds a little better in the version we re-uploaded, you should check that out. So if you check out the Sadie Hawkins Pod YouTube channel, the song by itself is uploaded there. And there's one other thing, like, I just want to get into the weeds of these details, because like I was talking about last week, all these important details, like fun little minute details that were like, hey, get lost over time. The version that sounds worse that was already on YouTube that we used to review, it has extra seconds at the beginning and end of like the band winding up and the band winding down. Like, mm-hmm. like you can hear them stop playing and then talking. Like, yeah, you, you can't really hear what they're saying. Okay. But that doesn't, that was clipped out of the better sounding version. So both versions are worth keeping. On my computer now, in my iTunes, because I still use iTunes to archive all my own music, including like when I download something off YouTube. I created the Snake Charmer EP (laughs) on my computer and it has version A and version B, which are technically, like I said, the same version. One just sounds sonically a little clearer and the other sounds worse, but has chatter at the beginning and end of the track. So I think it's worth keeping because there's no major Reliant K archive for all these kind of little details. There should be. There should be out there. A documentary that we should direct, Ryan K. Give us a call. Sadie Hawkins pod at gmail.com. Four zero two nine five Sadie. Four zero two nine five Sadie. Offer only. <laughs> so we are talking about Fireflies, which was <laughs> Whatever. Just leave it. We're talking about terminals. I had Owl City's Spotify page. Up on my computer, up on my phone. It seemed so intentional, but I can tell you it wasn't. I was sitting here while he did it. It was unintentional. Now he's getting up and walking away. I'm not walking away. <laughs> did you find the bonus? No, I forgot to look for our uh, our Japanese. Japanese uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, here's the DVD version of Five Score. Here's the karaoke disc, not K is for karaoke, but the the one with the karaoke EP from early. It, it might be over on the CD shelf. Ay, ay, ay. All right, keep rolling. Just oh, oh. For me. Keep rolling. oh my gosh. Well, as we mentioned, Owl City, Adam Young, a.k.a. Owl City, which my phone autocorrected to Owl Cities, because there's more than one apparently, is credited as co-producer and in some spots programmer on this track found it so this was the this was a bonus track on the japanese cd of forget not slow down which is also fun because and we bought it you know a couple months after we started this podcast we went ahead and bought this on discogs it's in a regular classic cd jewel case as opposed to the the digipack that you know the soft case cardboard that the uh real you know the american cd's in and then it comes with this, the OBI or OBI. This is that little like plastic, sorry, not plastic. It's oh, this little cool. cardboard sleeve that goes around the spine of the CD when it was shrink wrapped. Oh, very neat. Nice. When you buy Japanese CDs, especially if they're used, it'll say if the OBI is still included, like if it's included in the case, because collectors want these. Yeah. Sometimes we don't own a lot of Japanese CDs. I think I maybe own five Japanese CDs in 
my CD collection, most of which is in boxes, but some of it's up on the shelf. And these will sometimes have, I just know if this is a fact, I don't have any cool ones personally in our collection. But sometimes these little OB cardboard sleeves will have extra information that mm. might not actually be contained within the CD itself. And usually the CD itself is not in Japanese. It's just the international. Oh, here we go. There's actually a Japanese translation book inside. I haven't looked at this since we originally bought it. So it's just like the CD in a jewel case version. And then inside the CD booklet is on a on a cheaper paper the Japanese translation Very cool. of all the lyrics and credits. So if I could only read Japanese, we would be able to learn more about this song. So yeah, this was a bonus track on the Japanese version of the CD. It was also released on iTunes, and maybe you have more information, but it was released as an iTunes bonus track as well. I don't. I don't actually even have that information. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was released as an iTunes exclusive bonus track. Maybe Amazon. This was technically your department, so I don't really need to know this. <laughs> but this was like a bonus track. And it's not on streaming nowadays. So, yeah. It is a little rare. It's not neat. I don't think it nearly counts for like the deep, deep cut discussion we've been having recently with Operation and Snake Charmer and uh, What Can I Do? I don't think it even qualifies necessarily for that just because it's not on streaming. It's still a pretty well-known YouTube upload thing that some people have in their iTunes collections. So what did you find out about Terminals? Oh, so we're just going to skip to Deep Dive? Is that is that what we're doing? Oh, no. I guess... <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want to talk about this? Well, <laughs> I, was just in, I was just wondering if you had... Okay, here, I'm glad we have the Japanese CD. So I open up the booklet. I turn to the page and it says, Programming and Additional Production on Terminals by Adam Young. Uh, you yeah, and that's all it says so far. Oh, yeah, and then the acoustic version of Where Do I Go From Here is also a bonus track on this CD, which uh, is also a very rare version. It's like, it is uploaded to YouTube, but unless it's changed in the last two years since we did, where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like clearly marked. Um, So I'll keep reading through these credits. So now I do have two interviews, but there's not a lot. So I was going to save that for the deep dive. Okay, (laughs) just, yeah, go ahead and save that. Um, I was just trying to get like a baseline since this is like a rare track of information that might be contained, but it doesn't seem like there's like, it doesn't seem like there's any extra info in the Japanese English side of the booklet. So the two interviews that I have little snippets from, they're also just very like sort of base information. So at Indie Vision Music, there was an interview with Tyson and the interviewer asked, how many songs did you end up writing while there, meaning at the cabin? What will happen with the songs that didn't make the cut for your new album? And Tyson said, I just wrote the songs on the record and a B-side called Terminals that Adam Young from Owl City produced. Uh, and then over on fervor.net, F-E-R-V-R.net, uh, there was an interview with Adam Young and they said, Relying K's Matt Tyson has contributed vocals on Fireflies and now again on the new album. He also helped to co-write your song Good Time and you produced Reliant K song Terminals. Can you tell us more about your partnership with Matthew? And uh, Adam Young responded, Matt has actually been a great mentor to me, and I've learned so much from him about songwriting, melody, etc. I don't know where my music would be without his insight and inspiration. Okay. So that's really the only information that I came across with this outside of like, yeah, outside of like song meanings. Okay. 
So I kind of always assumed, and now I'm not finding like clerical proof of this, but I always assumed that Adam Young is singing background vocals, and Ad- and you know Adam and Matt have very similar vocals mm-hmm. t- to the point that like you can hardly tell when it's Matt singing on Oops, the sorry. Owl City. Oh, are you just feeling the Obi again? Just because yeah. it's a nice. We get that. Get that nice CD smell, that nice... Oh, oh, oops, sorry. I didn't mean to bump the microphone. Mm, <laughs> all that nice sniffing ASMR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, you can barely tell when it's actually Matt Thiessen singing on an Owl City song because their, vo- their vocals, Adam and Matt's, are so similar. So then I just, my whole life, when I've heard Terminals on YouTube, I just figured Adam Young is singing the background vocals, or at least like these kind of... Like there's that call and response section that in the back, you know, I just assume that's Adam Young. It doesn't say Adam Young provides additional vocals either in any of these, those two interviews you saw, nor here in the Japanese booklet. It just says he did programming and produced it. Like they're really emphasizing, like you produced this song, but I, th- I thought he's singing as well, but maybe they did. Maybe this is one of those things where they didn't feel it wasn't necessary to credit him because everyone just assumed it. Or maybe he's technically not. But it really, I really assume it's him in like the sort of background vocals of this. But anyway. So to just kind of jump into it, I, one of the things that's really special about Forget and Not Slow Down is the organic feeling of it. Uh, it's the way we know it was recorded. Right. And then this this track is just out of left field. It's, you right. know, recorded a completely different way. You're going off. It's very collapsible lung for multiple reasons uh, in nature, you know. And personally, I just like that it's not included on the primary release because it would be a blemish on an otherwise perfect record. I just, it just doesn't have the same musical vibe as the rest of the album. The Owl City style is so completely opposite of the rest of the record that I can't imagine listening to Forget and Not Slow Down and this song popping up. Like, it would ruin the experience for me personally. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I definitely like this song better than you do. But everything, you know, most of what you said is valid because... This song wouldn't fit in to the regular track list of Forget and Not Slow Down. Even though I've heard people say, and I don't necessarily disagree, that it does fit along with the narrative, it is clearly a bonus track. It's almost like an epilogue. It's almost like just a tag at the end or like a lost chapter. Sometimes, you know. See, that's my thing is I'm like, lyrically? It's a retread of what we've already gotten on the record. Each song is unique and it has its own place thematically. And the lyrics just aren't bringing anything new. It's like you put this one like kind of next to Candlelight and you're going to pick Candlelight every time. Right. No, I completely understand. I'm just saying like it is it's part of the apocrypha of this album, but it is still like it still has some DNA to the album, but they it's clearly a decision why this is a bonus track like you can't you know it's a bonus track and i understand i agree with you and in that i'm glad it's a bonus track because it wouldn't fit in with the canon of the existing album and sequence but it is here as like an extra like you know distraction a little extra thing and i do think it fits in with the overall theme oh, no, it does. although the music is also an outlier and what i'll yeah. say is 
to sort of agree with you even more. Although, like I said, I like this song a lot more than you do. We've just we've come to this conclusion before we started the podcast. Um, even musically, it, yes, there's the electronic elements that Adam Young produced on top that pro- he programmed on top. Yeah, that makes it different from the musical style of the album overall, of course. And that makes it an outlier, and that means it wouldn't really necessarily... It couldn't really fit into the regular track list, and it has to be a bonus track. But I would also argue, with the caveat that I like this song, I would argue that even if there was a mix of this song that's missing the Adam Young programming, that musically this song still doesn't fit in. Yes. with forget not slow down that kind of like uh, that's that, why i'm like i would love to hear the song yeah. in the style of the rest of forget not yeah. slow down not you know like you can take the same you know lyrics but do it in a completely different style not in what this is and i think that it is interesting that in that interview teason stated that he just wrote the songs at the cabin that are on the album and this song but I'm almost like, for this, especially with, with how how he chose to record the song, like with a friend, I would say save it for Collapsible Lung. And if this was like, if if, if he recorded this with Adam Young and was like, oh, this was a fun experience. Let's like make a whole record like that. Then save this track for that project. I was going to say, I, I, I wonder if this is proto, l- literally proto, prototype collapsible lung if this leads in any way into that in any inspiration because throughout the course of this podcast we've seen we've you found so many interviews where it's clear that you know collapsible lung was not a fluke it was planned to be exactly what it was years before it came out so the album we got to take this little diversion for a second because it ties into to the song terminals collapsible lung comes out in 2013 but we have found interviews as early as 2010 where Thiessen is saying the next Reliant K album is going to be more pop oriented and it's going to include a lot of my songwriter friends. Now, no one back then, three years early, quite got just how pop leaning it was and just how much it didn't feel like any other Reliant K album. But that was the idea going for, for years before. So I wonder, you know, they're still touring and still promoting Forget Not Slow Down, and he already knows what what Collapsible Lung is going to be like. And then also, on top of that, we have these suspicions from circumstantial evidence we found where the album was done almost a year before it came out. So it kind of sat on a shelf for a little bit. Like, maybe they didn't know how to release and promote it when it was done and and ready. So it was ready by 2012. So it was only going to... There could have only been a two-year gap between Forget and Not Slow Down and... Uh, collapsible long instead there's what feels like a more significant three-year gap Mm -hmm. but i'm just setting this up to say the idea of collapsible long is already well in his head by 2010 so i'm now i'm curious like is there like is this like he's like i'm done with forgetting not slow down this was a harrowing experience although very rewarding and fulfilling and i'm ready to do this next thing and terminals is going to kind of be like a foot in the water on that. Um, I, I feel like that's the case, even if it's just circumstantial and it's not necessarily true. I feel like that's the case. 
Now, what I was saying about the music, like from in the guitar, even it's like that shuffly, almost sort of Latin feeling guitar. This like very shuffly dance groove groove kind of it all makes you want to sway your hips. Where no other forget not slow down song makes you want to like dance do the twist, you know. So it doesn't feel as it you know it sonically doesn't feel as organic. But I would say even like the guitar written on the song doesn't feel as organic as a lot of the rest of forget not slow down. So that's why it just makes sense as a bonus track. And the creative process. He's in the cabin. He writes all these songs. Who knows, like what he might have closed his eyes or you know performed it by himself what he might have envisioned the, the the feel of this song maybe the feel became that slightly more latin feeling later and then you add the adam young electronics on top and you kind of lose that latin flavor quickly but it's i think it's fascinating stuff in terms of like this shift into collapsible lung and then yeah i don't it doesn't fit on forget and not slow down but i think it is still an interesting song in that i think it's 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 basically editing it's like movie editing you know what i mean like you have two scenes that give you the same information and you say well one of these has got to go mm-hmm. well it was it's a classic example star wars the job of the hut the original job of the hut scene from a new hope where Jabba the Hutt meets Han Solo outside of the Millennium Falcon in the bay. He gives Han Solo gives the exact same lines of dialogue to Jabba that he just gave to Greedo. So it's like you pick one or the other, and they picked the one that was more thrilling, the one where he shoots Greedo at the end, unlike the Jabba scene where he just stands around, talks, and they leave. So it's clear. What song did you compare this to thematically? Candlelight? So it's like... You pick Candlelight. It's the better song, and then you leave Terminals as a bonus track, as a deleted scene on a DVD, or a special edition, which only Japan got. Yeah, and that picking Candlelight, uh, like I said, sort of feels like the comparable song. And obviously, good choice, because it did end up on the All Work, No Playlist fan-curated vinyl, so... Right. It's a great song. (laughs) It's way better than this song. (laughs) I like this song. Uh, Also... But do you like this song more than Candlelight? No, but I, there you go. Not like you can't hold a candle to that particular song because moths get in the way. Um, Those are some facts right there. Yeah. Also, you know, this is the first of the two songs that Reliant K and Al City kind of have as crossover songs. And I don't, as you know, I don't think you can count Al City songs that have Matt Thiessen on them. That that's different. That's an Al City song that happens to have Matt Thiessen involved. Right. But this is a Reliant K song. One of the two that will say when it's listed or uploaded or wherever, it'll say featuring Owl City or Reliant K and Owl City, that's my jam, Reliant K and Owl City terminals. So this is one of those two. It's the first of the two, and it's much more Owl City than that's my jam, it feels like. Than whatever that's my jam is. (laughs) Well, that's my jam just feels like another Reliant K collapsible long song to me. I don't know if we got into this and we talked about that's my jam, but I feel like you could probably remove, well, that's definitely Adam Young singing parts of that's my jam, but I feel like you could remove Adam Young from that's my jam and it wouldn't feel much different. I mean, maybe, maybe Adam Young provided certain production insights into that's my jam that would be totally different without his influence but it that's my jam just 
feels like a collapsible lung Reliant K song to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like an outlier from collapsible lung overall. Whereas this feels like much more of a 50-50. It feels like Reliant K. Well, it may be like maybe like 70 30 like it feels maybe like 60 40 it feels like 60 percent owl city and 40 percent reliant k because again like the guitar decisions in this don't necessarily like the the melodic structure of this doesn't feel like any other reliant k song from this era so it doesn't exactly feel like a reliant k song in and of itself even if you remove those electronic programming elements so the Owl City stuff is very strong. Like the auteur, you know, the like personal feeling that that Owl City brings to a song is clear on this. But the like Reliant K feeling of this song isn't necessarily there, aside from maybe Matt Thiessen's vocals. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would have... If someone else had recorded this song, I don't know if I would have identified it as a Reliant K song, as a Matisse and Reliant K song. No, I don't think so. I mean, not for me personally. I wouldn't... Right. I wouldn't just be like, oh, yes, this is Reliant K. Like, you know, yeah, just based off of... So, thematically, it it probably... Getting to the lyrics, it probably ties to something, and I feel like I've heard people talk about how, like, I I don't have exact... Uh, quotes from anyone specifically but i feel like over the years of researching fan reactions and fan discussions about reliant k songs uh and forget not slow down specifically i feel like i have seen people refer to like the opening clips audio clips that start off forget not slow down the song Mm -hmm. of like you know next stop concourse b like that's audio of i think it's been identified but i still never remember like audio of an airport of like you know you're on one of those uh you know passenger shuttles or something right and then the song ends with him going with a song about going to the airport or or landing at the airport of arriving at an airport like there's there's a clearly deliberate decision being made there yeah sure and Terminals is clearly the song that unfortunately has to get left on the cutting room floor of the album because it doesn't fit with the rest. But it has that DNA because he's singing about arriving at an airport. And I think was it also like Savannah, I feel like is about travel. It's about arriving and traveling and getting to the airport and taking the rental car. Like it brings to mind all these things about going on vacation. And you would probably go to the Atlanta airport to go to Savannah, I would imagine. Right. <laughs> And I think we did with when we talked about Savannah, we might have done some questioning of what airport would this happen for or that happen for, and he would come from Nashville or where was the cabin. We might have quibbled about that, but I don't think it necessarily holds up matters exactly. Like if he decided to just sing about the Canton airport for no reason, it wouldn't matter to the heart of the song, even though geographically it doesn't line up in like a literal travel sense. So lyrically, I have no idea <laughs> what we're actually dealing with. I've never read the lyrics. I've only sussed things out audio-wise myself. So let's read them. Will you want to read them? Sure. They said the timing was dreadful. Yeah, you could say that again. Now there is one pair of heads full of thoughts that don't make any sense. Just passing through, trying to catch that glimpse of you. I never hold on when I change. Terminals at ATL. It's a balance of grace in a place where I tripped and fell. But if grace receives all my waste, then it becomes a crutch. Does it say waste on your thing? 
Yeah, what do you have? Do it's you weight. Have... If Grace receives all my weight, then it becomes a crutch. Which which website? Weight are... makes sense. Yeah, it's because <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, there was nothing on Genius, and I accidentally clicked out of my Genius tab open, so oh. I was just reading it off Song Meanings, which I should have known not to read it off Song Meanings because Song Meanings <laughs> is almost never correct when it comes. I was to like, lyrics. that's one lyric where it's definitely not waist. I lean on my waist. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying to pull genius up. Uh, I, I'll, I'll read the chorus while you get that back. I never hold on when I uh, when I change terminals at ATL. It's a balance of grace. It's a place where I tripped and fell. But if grace receives all my weight, weight, then it becomes a crutch. And I don't want to walk with a crutch so much that I can't stand taller than before. So I can pause there and say, like, definitely that there's a couple things I, I, I feel here, right? So these lyrics are like fun and peppy and cute, but yeah. I wouldn't describe the lyrics of most of the rest of Forget and Not Slow Down as fun and peppy and cute. No, that was definitely a vibe that I was getting. Right. And especially it has that extra like sheen of Owl City, like happy poppiness on top of it right. that just does not fit with the album overall. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm absolutely not agreeing, disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> that it doesn't fit with the album overall. I mean, there's DNA of the album, but I, I understand why it was cut. But, like, you know, uh, there's there's a lot going on because these are almost, like, classic-feeling Reliant K songs, like the first three album lyrics. Like, this shuffly beat, the playful nature in which he kind of, like, kind of courses over those vocals kind of up and down. It's like a little roller coaster as he kind of gets these puns out in a fun way, which is not how I describe the album overall. But then there's like very nice, interesting and possibly beautiful ideas in here to say like, if grace receives all my weight, then it becomes a crutch. Like that feels like even though this is playful and silly and twee for forget and not slow down, that's still a pretty mature concept thrown into this, you know, what at first seems like a goofy, wackety, schmackety chorus. Like, to say, you know, it's a balance of grace, and if grace receives all my weight, then it becomes a crutch. Like, to say, like, especially when there's so many Reliant K songs about grace and about, you know, uh, criticizing yourself for falling short of God's grace and being glad that God's always there with his grace, but then to kind of internalize it and say like, okay, God's given me all this grace or, you know, I have all this grace from whatever source, other people from God, from whatever. If I rely on that grace too much, I, it's a, it's a, it's a disadvantage. Like I can't just rely on the fact that I'll always be forgiven or rely on the fact that I'll always be loved. Like I need to keep, allowing myself to stand tall and be worthy of that grace, right? Yeah. That's like a really beautiful, mature thing here in, 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 in tomb. That's way too dark. Like presented in this goofy, fun material. Right. Like It's to, funny. I actually read it a little bit differently. Okay. Just given general nature of hearsay of the reasoning behind the falling out of 
Thiessen and his ex-fiance at that time. Gotcha. So I never hold on when I change terminals at ATL. That's because when you change terminals at Atlanta, they have a uh, a monorail, a subway, a whatever you call it. So like oh. he fell because he, he tripped and fell, possibly. Well, he was on that tram. I used to take that tram as a kid all the time because well, I grew go. up in Atlanta. <laughs> and I remember there used to be a giant Marlboro ad like above like one of them. I think the Delta one because we usually flew like Delta. And when also when we would go pick up my grandmother, because back in the 90s, you could you could just go right up to the gate. My grandmother was in a wheelchair. So we would just like, you know, come in the airport and go up to her gate. And I remember we would we would ride on that tram and I would sit in the very front because there was just like one little seating area in the front. And I'd pretend like I was driving it. Right. <laughs> um, so you could so you have that, which seems literal. Uh-huh. Um, but you can also sort of look that at that as like, you know, it's the is Atlanta a place where he tripped and fell and like grace is what's kind of holding him up you know is that okay yeah that makes sense like I never like he loses his balance and you know he kind of you know he needs you know to for grace for it, yeah you know I definitely to pick up his that. weight and but that can become a crutch when you're like well please forgive me oh I'm forgiven I definitely see that I I think that that is very apt i i didn't necessarily i didn't decide i decided to do my sussing out of the lyrics live on the show aside from anything that i'd ever thought just listening to the song and that makes a lot of sense it's it it's like so many matt Thiessen wordplay songs it's probably a little bit of each of these things right it's a it's a general sense but it's also the personal story and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he's he's thinking about, especially, like I said, with Savannah. And I think that that song is just about remembering, it, that song's undeniably about remembering their vacations. That's that's well known to be what Savannah meant to him and his previous fiance. But, like, then this this song, like, it's it's just so funny. Like, this song, he clearly wrote this with the album. But then it just transitioned musically into this whole other thing that just couldn't fit on the album overall yeah and yeah so it's a balance of grace a place where i tripped and fell so he must have a literal he i'm guessing he has a literal time where he fell inside the people mover at the atlanta airport and then also it's a place where he where his life tripped and fell and changed and he ended up single and in the cabin writing these songs i think it's probably all of the above uh, verse two, it splintered and I felt horrendous, lying through the gap in my teeth. When broken is when you can mend us. So help me get back up on my feet. Just passing through, trying to catch a glimpse, that glimpse of you. I thought that lyric might have been, it's winter and I felt horrendous. But it, this says splintered, but these are probably sussed out lyrics by whoever got there first. Are there official lyrics published somewhere? They're not in the Japanese booklet, so I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. And and yeah, like I said, I, I could go see what they say on song meetings. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, not I that definitely I came don't trust. I definitely don't trust song meetings if they said waste instead of wait. I don't even want to like bother looking at song meetings anymore. I thought it splintered kind of made sense since in the the lines before he's talking about using a crutch and right. like old timey crutches were made out of wood. <laughs> um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's splintered. 
Yeah. Yeah. But this idea of being back in like the Atlanta airport and trying to catch a glimpse of you. Right. Leads me to think that this is like, that's why you pick Candlelight instead of this song, because there's a little bit too much of a different type going on in this song. Right. And I'm definitely harping on Savannah. It's just those connections are the most strong in my mind right now. Again, Savannah, a song about thinking about the trips and vacations he would take with her and then pondering on those and wishing he'd see her again. Like it's there at the end of the song, like you'll see me again and it'll be like it was. So here he is. It is this like kind of a, it's, it's multiple time frames happening at the same time. He's referring to, it's not one timeline. There's the timeline after he's single. There's possibly a little bit of before that happened and a little bit of whatever time he fell, fell down. Right. So there's like multiple timelines happening at the same moment. And he's also thinking he's passing through the Atlanta airport again for a changeover. And he's like, just thinking like, what if I just run into her here? What if I just run into her here? Like that's, I mean, I've only ever had one girlfriend (laughs) and one wife, but I'm just thinking like, that's a thing that happens, right? You're like, what if I run into that ex here? What if like, this is a place that I know they go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chorus. I never hold on when I change terminals at ATL. It's a balance of grace in a place where I tripped and fell. But if grace receives all my weight, then it becomes a crutch. And I don't want to walk with a crutch so much that I can't stand taller than before. And then the bridge. Lie. I'm staring longer than I know I should be. I can't believe you're standing next to me. And then it goes back to the chorus again. And then the outro. I will stand taller than before. I will stand taller than before. Taller than before. Right. And that's a, that's that also because this is an album overall about healing, about all the things you go through with grief, all the different stages. Each song kind of represents different stages of that. And grief is nothing. Grief is healing. Grief is a form of healing, whether or not you heal properly in a healthy way or not. And so when they think of where when you think of times where you have to physically have a real crutch, an actual physical crutch. It's a tool you use to heal, and the ultimate goal is that you'll start walking again. You just keep using the crutch to help you walk until you can start walking again. And the goal is to, you know, if you broke your leg, if you broke something, you want to heal to a point where hopefully you can even get better than where you were before. Maybe not everyone thinks of it that way every time, anytime they're injured, but even if subconsciously you think that, that is the case. So this is a song about, you know, he's hurt himself and he's got a crutch and he wants to heal and walk taller than he ever did before. Maybe physically, literally, but also metaphorically to his broken heart and the situation that he's dealing with. Seems like there's also these things about running into the ex at the airport knowing there is a shared place there. And this idea of like, knowing that you'll always be forgiven but not allowing yourself to rely on that as an excuse for not healing and growing because healing is also growing right and growing taller (laughs) so this is like very classic relying k playful lyrics and i wonder how much input you know adam young might have helped with lyrics because that's like very much how a lot of his lyrics work as well 
Yeah, it's interesting that on Genius, they credit him as a songwriter, but I have not seen that anywhere else. I haven't seen that either. So yeah. Yeah, that might just be... Be uh, whomever inputted it. Inputted it into Genius, and that might need a correction, although it's possible. I mean, yeah. it's plausible, but not necessarily <laughs> proven. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and then we'll get back with uh, some song meanings and a tweet and whatever Danny has for us. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Emily, Charity, Isaac, Kendall, Joshua, Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes, our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up again? At patreon.com slash Pod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, there's one place to go. SadieHawkinsPod.com slash... Oh, wait. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I panicked. Over on Song Meetings on October 20th, 2009, SwimAndy013 said... His ex-fiance used to be a radio host in Atlanta. Sounds like after the breakup, just passing through Atlanta, maybe hoping to see her. Also, the Atlanta airport is one of the largest in the world. There are a bunch of terminals, and you can either take a tram to your terminal or walk through. No one ever walks through. But if you do, there is a bunch of sculptures. Yeah, no one ever walks through, youth group guy. (laughs) Which I don't know if it was Atlanta, but I feel like it was Texas. And art to look at as you walk. If you walk the entire way, it's like two to three miles, I think. So... I think this song is referencing walking through the empty terminals, contemplating everything about the breakup and not being able to get over his ex-fiance. Pretty sad song. As far as the meaning, he realizes he messed up and saying he has to accept Grace to get over his mistake, but he doesn't want to keep having to fall back on Grace. He wants to become a better person. One of my favorites on the new CD. Well, sure. You could just say everything we took uh, an hour to say and just put it in one paragraph. But you don't have a podcast. Keyboard 76 on June 9th, 2010 said, I like how this song as the ending track on the album ties back in with the beginning track. Forget Not Slow Down with the Atlanta airport reference. Like at the beginning of Forget Not Slow Down, there is a recording of the Atlanta airport tram, the concourse B as in Bravo bit. And then in terminals, the whole song is in reference to the same airport. It's like the lyrics are opening up the issue at the start of the album and then trying to close the same issue off at the end of the album or something. A book end. 
But I, I would agree with that if it wasn't that this is the end, if you want it, is the end. It's, <laughs> it's clearly just that they had to make an artistic choice in the sequencing of this album, it seems to be, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, come, it probably came from every... Ex- I think it's exactly like a movie. Like, you sometimes you have to cut out scenes yeah, that you might sure. like because you realize this information is, either isn't useful, the information in this scene isn't useful, or it duplicates, it's repeating something that was already said. And I do think that there's a clear bookending idea that probably existed to open the CD with the sounds of the actual Atlanta airport, end with a song singing about the Atlanta airport, and then also end with that that whistling, that like walking along whistling thing that ends this song, which brings to mind the idea of like someone walking through an empty airport and they just happen to be whistling and taking their time walking through the airport. It's clear that there was intention with this song and they just had to make an artistic choice. It makes me think of something that I don't know if I thought of before. If he said, like, I wrote the songs on the album and I wrote Terminals, did he really, He you know, he wrote this song expecting this song to be on the album. It didn't make it for the reasons we're probably talking about. But that is pretty, if that's true, if he wasn't just kind of Danny lying and being concise so that more questions don't come up, <laughs> that's what we call it when I kind of, like, say half truths just because I don't want to get into the details, which I never do on this podcast. I'm always over pontificating when I'm on microphone. But to think that he wrote how many songs? To think that he wrote 16 songs and 15 of them end up on the album proper. Well, Well, I mean, some of them are two songs split up and then there's intros and outros. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So to think he writes eight songs and seven of them end up on the album proper, split into more tracks, that's a really good ratio. Because I, I, I don't think I know of any other story from bands that I love where they go into the studio to write an album and they use every single, and there's no fat. Like, right. usually the, the creative process for pretty much every musician I've ever heard is you write a bunch of songs and you get in, and you start hashing them out in whatever manner, whether that's in the studio or in a practice studio with the whole band there or whatever. But for him to go into the cabin and write these, like, seven or eight songs and for there to be no fat for it to all end up on the album, if this is true, that's a stupendous ratio. I don't, like... I'm sure a lot of maybe other like really seasoned, well-known big artists have done that. I mean, I, in my canon, Tyson definitely fits into that. But well, that's a big achievement to like not to like write a bunch of songs and they and they all tie together this way. Yeah, this perfect. There's no extra songs that just happen oh, to be chaff that right. you leave on the floor. I mean, barring that, you know, a couple of the songs on Nashville, Tennessee, EP are definitely about her as well. Like, I've come to that conclusion over the years of doing this podcast. So he was already writing about that relationship then. Where Do I Go From Here ends up here as a bonus track, I think because thematically it's about the same relationship. I think a couple other songs. I did the almost forgotten YouTube upload where you can hear, like, it's like the prequel to Forget and Not Slow Down. 
But if he gets to, to, it's amazing. He gets it to the cabin and he writes the songs that are deliberately going to be this album. And there's only one song that kind of doesn't fit and ends up as the iTunes and Japanese bonus track. See, I pontificate and I repeat things over and over. And if this was a movie or a well-produced album, I would have cut out the five other times I said that and just left the one. When I edit, that's what I do with you. Uh, over on Twitter, at Mark so, Bingham. So, depending on what you hear, you'll know whether or not Jessica edited this week. Uh, said, perhaps the cheesiest routine I have, listening to Terminals by Reliant K when changing terminals at ATL. I and, found that same tweet. That's oh, funny. yeah. And at Mark Bingham said that uh, on December 17th, 2013. So, I did because there was, you know limited information about terminals overall i did a twitter search specifically actually i do that almost every week i do a twitter search but i never really usually find much information worth talking about i'll sometimes retweet people's interesting tweets about the song like the day or two before the episode comes out kind of like giving hints what song we're gonna do i don't do that every week but i do that sometimes in 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 may 14th 2020 Para Para Ventilier, display name April, said, Terminals is a really good song, and it's a damn shame. Oh, April's jealous because it's another April. April's like, this is my tweet. I don't think this is your Twitter, April. Para Ventilier, is that from gibberish? Yeah, there it is. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) We weren't talking to you. (laughs) April, stop talking gibberish and just stop talking. Paravinaltinier says, Terminals is a really good song, and it's a damn shame the 7-inch it was released on has Reliant K's actual worst song on it. And I knew what they were talking about because I was trying to dig out information about, you know, whether Adam Young is doing vocals, which I do think he's doing vocals, or if he wrote it. So I found on Discogs that the 7-inch series, this was released along with Look On Up. The hashtag, no, it wasn't released. Did you think it was That's My Jam? I did. They thought it was the Al City crossover. I thought that was going to, yeah, that was the through line. No, no. it's Terminals and Look On Up were on the hashtag no filter 7-inch. So then Val Lorme replies and says, which song? Meaning which song is the bad song? And April replies, Look On Up. LMAO, I fucking hate that song, <laughs> and did from the very first listen. Harsh, but hey. Jessica, what do you dislike more? You gotta put, put them in order. <laughs> you know exactly what I dislike more. Jessica. <laughs> F. Mary Kill. <laughs> okay. Look on up. Uh-huh. That's my jam, Terminals. Oh, good lord. And we like that. We like oh. Look on up. I think that I think go listen to our look on up episode, but I think we definitely like the song, but we're a little like, you know, how many more kids on their phone songs does the world need? Right. It doesn't need anymore. Although, I guess I'm gonna have to marry the cringiness of Look On Up because it's the better song song yeah. of the three in in the Sadie Hawkins pod canon. Look On Up musically was the song we enjoyed the most of musically of the three. I'll, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna snog Mary Pie this. I, so I will snog this song and I will pie. Uh, (laughs) That's my jam. That's my jam. All day, every day. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm. I presented the I presented the game, and I don't. So, Snog Mary Pie is the version of it's F Island, Mary yeah. Kill from Love Island, where they actually throw a pie in the face or kiss or pretend to ask to marry each other. Yes. Well, I don't know. People, this isn't the Love Island podcast yet. I'm, I'm just saying yes. I'm saying you are correct. I thought you said yes happens. like every. I thought you said no, no, yes no. like everybody like, knows yes, yes, Love that Island. Is, that, that is the equivalent of what happens. I think I would actually marry Apologies, this song. Apologies, I got a little bit too close to the mic um, like yeah. there. I would marry this song. I'd marry Terminals. I okay. think I like this song the most of are the Are you three. calling me Terminals? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a terminal moment in our relationship. <laughs> I would... Uh, snog, look on up, and I would kill. That's my jam. I mean, yes. pie. That's my jam. <laughs> I like how I just replaced <laughs> F with snog. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Yeah, but that yes, yeah, on the seven. That's the seven inch. I don't even know if that's my jam is on a seven inch. Oh, and I double checked because last time we did part of the Al City Reliant K duology. That's my jam. Turns out it had two mixes. It has the official YouTube upload mix, which was different from the original iTunes and Amazon. Oh wow! Okay. Mix, which I think we talked about the next week. But when you listen to, if you have not listened to it yet, or that's my jam episode, we did not know that there were two mixes. How'd that happen twice? It happened with Snake Charmer last week. There were technically two, not mixes, but there were two recording quality versions of it. I know, it's shocking that we got this far in the podcast before it happened. Yeah, but I listened to like five different YouTube uploads of this song, (laughs) just to make sure there didn't happen to be different mixes of it. I mean, the thing about Look On Up is that you you can change it to you know, be the Jefferson's theme song. And that's kind of delightful. <laughs> so that's why it gets the Mary from me. Oh, that's true. You just want to marry, look on up and then look on up to your deluxe apartment in the sky. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of anything else that I might've wanted to say about this song before we get into, did you have more, did you f- have more things you found? Nope. That was it. I never even opened in my notes. I was just like, I know this song so well. I'm the biggest Adam Young fan in the world. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think I said everything I planned on saying. Uh, I don't know. I like this song. I'm sorry. I, I, I listened to some more Al City in preparation for this episode. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not becoming a big Al City fan at all. I even listened to, like, the Wreck-It Ralph song again, and it actually had worn out on me since the last time I listened to it. Like, the times I would listen to the Owl City, uh, When Can I See You Again? Like, I would get so pumped from that song, but this time I listened to it, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm still getting the little chills, but I'm almost feeling like it's... <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm getting the chills from the song musically uh-huh. that I used to get, but I'm like, but I feel disgusted with myself for it. <laughs> But you know what ruined it is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Wreck-It Ralph 2, which you did not watch with me. Wreck-It Ralph 2 is such a waste. It is a story that was not worth telling. Did I tell you about Wreck-It Ralph 2 and the problems with it? You did. Well, I'll tell the listeners. And it's kind of sad because it almost ties into the story. The the When Can I See You Again kind of like the the Wreck-It Ralph 2 kind of ruins the tone of that song. Wreck-It Ralph 2, if you don't want it spoiled, skip past what I'm saying now. Uh, Penelope wants more from life 
Okay, I guess did we? I mean, yeah, that was you know. Okay, I'll say that was definitely the, that was the point of Wrecked Ralph was he wanted more from life. He wanted to be more than just a villain. So it, we've established that the video game characters come out more from life. But then they just decide. So they go to the internet. They go to the internet. Oh, there's there's the MacGuffin of the thing of like Penelope already wanted to be more than just a glitch. And then it turned out she was the Yeah, princess. that's the problem. I do she remember. She already had that arc. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, she she was the glitch and she was actually a princess. So she got this thing and then her happily ever after isn't happily ever after enough. But I'm like, but we've kind of been there with this character. Yeah. Now, the MacGuffin is they need to go to the internet to find a part of that, that they can somehow order themselves on the internet as video game characters and have it mailed to the arcade because Penelope's machine has broken and if they plug it and unservice it, then blah, blah, blah. But when they get to the internet, she finds an online racing game that she's like amazing at. It's basically GTA the racing game and she loves being there and doing that. And it becomes a story about like letting go, like which is a you know which is a story. It's a story about letting someone go off and be themselves and not being together anymore. Which is a story we've already they've already Disney has told perfectly with Finding Nemo. <laughs> like that's the story for that. And this just seems like it's it was a completely unnecessary story to tell with these characters in this way. It's also a story that they very poorly told in The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's 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 a, it's a similar theme, but it's just it was such a waste cuz it's like it's like she's a video game character. Is it on the internet if she she's like in danger? She shouldn't she be back in her video game? And what happens to her video game for now and her character is just missing? So they're going to have to reboot her arcade machine because the main character's missing like they're probably going to get rid of the machine anyway and then all her friends inside the machine are going to die but then they're going to call each other over the internet inside the video game world it makes no sense it's not what you thought but because it's a story about like letting someone like go off and live their own life and move to a new city basically it kind of ruins the message of the Owl City Record Ralph song because the Owl City is when can I see you again? When can we do this again? It kind of ruins it because it's like, hey, we became best friends throughout the first movie, and now you're going off, and I'm never, I'm not, I'll not see you again, and I'm just gonna Skype with you somehow within the video game world. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that sounds like it's not my jam. <laughs> what do you have for us on YouTube, Dan? Let's see. So there are some covers. And there are a few fan videos, and not too many. So we'll get out of here and catch our flight to ATL. I haven't watched, and I didn't watch any of these this week. I just, and April is ready for a walk as well. So here is a music video, a fan music video. Looks okay. really good. Look good camera. Little, you know, low resolution, lower resolution, but not all JPEG'd. From 12 years ago. This is Het Cuz. H-E-T-T-C-U-Z. And I have not watched this. We're going to watch it together. This is their Terminals fan music video. Okay. It's, uh... They're hiking through the snow. It's a, uh... Yeah, they're hiking through the snow. It's a bunch of teens. Very deep snow. And now they're singing. Two of them, one's (sighs) popping out behind the other. It's yeah, it's very it's very wintry area and they're just lip syncing out in the snow. They look like wholesome teens. They look like a real uh yep. Stranger Things crew of <laughs> twelve years early. Well how long has Stranger Things been on? Like four years, so eight years early. 
And they're tripping and falling in the snow. It's just playing. Them. There's a bunch of them playing in the snow, kind of dancing around. And it's not a single cut video. It's a multiple cut, multiple setups, edited video. Oh, oh now they're, and they're out in the middle of, of yeah, like, a lake. like a stop motion type deal. Kind of looks like they're trying to recreate the album cover of uh, of uh, Five Score a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he pointed at his face for lying through the gap so, in my teeth as he poked out from behind a tree. So just seeing uh, this music video is just them in a wintry wonderland going around lip syncing the song. I'll save everyone the actual details, but and I won't go to the thing. But I was kind of like... I, I was interested in the aesthetic of black metal, although I do not enjoy the music. Oh, boy. And then you have to be really oh, careful boy. because, like, there's a lot of really bad stuff oh, boy. in black metal. Not just, like, satanic and stuff, but also, like, actual Nazism. Like, there's neo-Nazism. Just saying. I was finding, like, the makeup and the silliness of it funny. And so I found, like, YouTube videos of, like most ridiculous black metal moments but then i found what appears to be like a norwegian comedy channel that made like parody black metal songs and they're really i can't tell what they're singing because they're singing in norwegian but the videos visually are hilarious because they're basically making fun of like i guess in black metal like people will take a really low-res camera and go shoot a ridiculous video in the snow dressed as their, like, evil, craggy, black and white painted faces and stuff. And they just made a video that was hilarious because they're going around in the snow and acting like idiots, but on purpose because they're making fun of the aesthetic. So it would have been a lot funnier if these wholesome teens had, like, done the kiss makeup and worn, like, big craggly devilly costumes and sure, walked around sure. spookily in the It would not have winter. been very reliant K of them though. No, it wouldn't. They're so still just kind of dancing around just in, dancing the snow. Around in the snow. One who, of, who was that uploaded by Dan? That was uploaded by Het Cuz. Nice. H E T T C U Z. And the other funny video that this black metal parody thing did is like they're, like, playing their instruments, but they're all playing, like, iPads. <laughs> like, they're trying to look evil and scary, but they're all playing, uh, what's that called? Band, what's that called? Band, not band. Garage band? Garage band. They're all playing garage band instruments on iPads, but they're trying to look like evil black metal guys. Because they're making fun of, I guess, apparently, there's a lot of electronic instruments in black metal now. I wouldn't know. April doesn't like this talk anymore. Nope. So the theme of the fan music videos seems to be people in the cold because the next video is one of is one of those classics. Maybe a- everybody thought they said winter instead of uh, uh, splintered like right. you. Oh, but it's Club cute. Penguin because oh, okay. the penguins are out in the snow. Right, sure, sure. It's sure. one of those classics. Now they're in a coffee shop or something. It says we haven't talked about a Club Penguin music video in a long time, but you know. You play Club Penguin, and then you use the speech bubble and type in the lyrics. You capture your character walking around. And they're walking around in a, in a you know, massively multiplayer world. So somebody's just walking past someone saying, Terminal's at ATL. And you're like, oh, I'm walking past some teen, some teen, some like elementary schooler making a Reliant K music video. Didn't Club Penguin come back in some capacity? I have no idea. I was not familiar with it then, and I'm... Still not familiar with it. 
And he's playing outside I remember of the Neopets, though. Oh. Did you ever play any of these silly online games? These, like, you know, nowadays the kids play the Roblox. Uh, but did you ever play Neopets. any of these? Neopets wasn't Neopet online. Pets. You just said that. I didn't yeah. realize it's one of those type of games. I mean, for, like, five minutes. And then I was like, oh, I, like, have a Tamagotchi at home. This <laughs> is similar. Okay. Let me start this over. Sorry. So here is. You just threw us right into it, Dan. <laughs> Mr. SSBB Adventures is going to introduce the song. It's like a little radio show on YouTube from 12 years ago. Cute. And it's a picture of a Yoshi. So I guess it's actually Yoshi loves this song. So here's Mr. SSBB introducing Terminals at ATL. Hello, Wallo here. Today I'm bringing you my song of the week. It brings me happiness and joy, and it also makes my day better. The song is called Terminals, and it consists of two of my favorite bands. The bands are Reliant K and Al City. So here's my song of the week. Oh my gosh, I sound a lot smarter. I, I don't understand. Why did he sound smarter? Uh, I don't know. Because he likes Reliant K and Owl City? And then it's footage of a bunch of Yoshis dancing on a Super Smash Brothers board. Very nice. They're not attacking each other. They're just walking around dancing like it's a dance club. Very nice. So Mr. Mr. Super Smash Brothers B Adventures. I don't know what the extra B stands for. Smash Brothers Bash Brothers. Smash Super Smash Brothers Bash Adventures. What else has Mr. Super Smash Brothers Adventures introduced? Hello, Moth here. I'm here today to bring you the awesome song of the week. This awesome song of the week is from Castlevania. The song Vampire Killer has been used in many Castlevania games. But this one is from Castlevania Judgment, the first Castlevania fighting game. Oh, is this we'll is awesome this Matt Thiessen from the demo era? <laughs> Maybe. Whoa. Wee. This I feel like we're playing like Sonic Casino or something. <laughs> I want some more awesome songs of the week, but these are the only two that they seem to have done, and then just a bunch of other like silly-looking kind of YouTube videos, like. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> this is Falcon reporting live from Channel 13. Good Lord. Today, I would like to present the awesome... So it's Falcon from F-Zero, and he's he's oh, introducing the awesome song of week three. Song of the week! And this week's awesome song is... Fireflies from Owl City! This song always charges my knee batteries with justice! Enjoy, everyone. For there is justice to be heard! <laughs> Charges my knee batteries with justice? I don't know if that's a Falcon thing from F-Zero. This is the song we did this week, right? That's what I said at the beginning. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, is that all you had for us, Dan? No, that's just all the silly stuff. And now we got oh, covers. Oh, we got three okay. covers. Oh, Technically four, but really just three. The way you were, it felt like you were wrapping things up there with that, but... No, oh, well, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> you continue to, to attempt to pad out the runtime. <laughs> so here's the Harrison J-Day. 
Here, I'm just going to restart it. This is the Harrison J. Day with an acoustic cover of Terminals at ATL by Relang K. I like to call it by the long title. Simon was dreadful Yeah, you could say that again There's one pair of heads full Thoughts that don't make any sense Passing through Trying to catch that glimpse of you I never hold on when I change Terminals at ATL It's a balance of grace In a place where I tripped and fell But if grace receives all my weight Becomes a crutch And I don't want to walk with a crutch so much That I can't stand taller than before So Nelly, ten years ago, said <laughs> I couldn't remember a Nelly song from the 2000s Hot and Yeah, so Nelly so from ten years ago her. says it's so hot in her No, Nell, Nelly, spelled N-E-L-E, says Love it what chords did you use? I'd love to make a cover of this song. Your voice is so great. I agree. Um, what's this person's name? The Harrison J. Day's voice is very nice. But I am questioning the chords. I feel like they're just chords that work. I don't know if they're actual chords. If you could just kind of get like any chord progression and just sing the vocal melody on top and just kind of allow it to work. I, I, I'm wondering what chords they used here. It was good. Nice cover, says Magic Brew. Ooh, I'd like some magic brew. Oh my gosh. So Danny, yeah. you gotta start keeping up better on the Sadie Hawkins pod email. Because TikTok sends us like eight I keep emails unsubscribing from those. And like oh. every time I go to see, it's like and I try not to delete anything from that email so that uh, you can see like I need what's to go there. into the TikTok app and be like, stop sending emails because they're just And suddenly HelloFresh has also started emailing us twice a day, and I'm not really sure why. We don't have a HelloFresh subscription. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> well, yeah, we signed up. We had signed up for a Reliant K TikTok. TikTok. We had signed up for a Sadie Hawkins pod TikTok years ago, uh, around the time we interviewed Semler, because Semler was you know using TikTok for the whole Reliant K thing that John Schneck did, and this is before Semler even broke with her albums, really in a big way, and well before the Reliant K tour. But I got a TikTok at that time, and then didn't do anything with it. And then Relying K officially ended up on TikTok, and that's the time I finally used the TikTok. I've been trying to remember to just post the same stuff we post to the Instagram and Twitter on TikTok, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> so you just reminded me that I have a couple days worth of videos that I stole off of YouTube. I always credit the YouTubers, but I have a couple of videos from YouTube that I forgot to uh, share on there. But here is another cover. There's just two more, and then we will get out of here and catch our flight I said that before. Here is... <laughs> this is It's Me, Ellie, which I we have definitely heard other covers from It's Me, Ellie. This is their cover of Terminals. Oh, and this is... So apparently this is a vocal cover with the regular studio track kind of low in the mix. And they're going to... Ellie's going to sing over. They said 
The timing was dreadful Yeah, you can say that again Now there is one pair of heads full Of thoughts that don't make any sense Just passing through Trying to catch that glimpse of you I never along with a change Terminals in ATL so this is interesting in terms of vocal covers. It's actually kind of cute as a duet. Yeah, but she layered herself over herself in a little duet style, which is interesting because YouTube is filled with vocal covers, which vocal cover could mean many things, but on YouTube, a vocal cover means... <laughs> you, <laughs> I have to say this because guitar cover is a similar thing where it should mean one thing, but on online culture, YouTube guitar cover means something that actual musicians don't expect it to mean. A vocal cover in the accepted internet vernacular means you play the song in the room from the record and you just sing along to it. Or you can use a splitter track or you can just sing a cappella into a bad webcam and that's what's called a vocal cover. Here she's doing this, but she actually pre-recorded herself once and then sang another session on top to harmonize with herself so that's next makes it extra interesting it's a balance of grace in the place where i tripped and fell but if grace receives all my weight then it becomes a crutch and i don't want to walk with crutch so much that i can't stand taller than before Love it. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know. Something about that, I it makes me kind of like the song more. I think that if it's just, if I detach it from Forget Not Slow Down, yeah, I could say that I like this song more. But it being attached to Forget Not Slow Down <laughs> is this caveat. See, we figured this out recently about our personalities in general. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Like, everything. I can compartmentalize everything. And I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm able to, like, allow this song to be itself and see it with Forget and Not Slow Down and not see it with Forget and Not Slow Down. I'm able to... All those versions can exist in my head at the same time, and I don't criticize this. I don't feel compelled to see the song one way or the other. That's just my personality, man. That's just the way it is. Just be chill. I'm the chillest guy you know. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else going on There's here, Dan? There's one more cover, and it's a rather cursed webcam guitar cover. Actually, I don't know if it's a guitar cover or a playing, <laughs> you know, an actual cover. Uploaded by Mizel Vasquez twice. The exact same video was uploaded twice to the same YouTube channel just kind of accidentally, and they never realized it, and they never deleted one. So we'll just pick one of them. Here's the one that has 212 views and has two uplikes. I feel like you need to give the other one some love then. Okay, we will. We'll give both an uplike, uh, but let's play this one first. Okay, it's a guitar cover. It's a play-along guitar cover. It's so low res. It's from 11 years ago. But the thing is, like, 
all these videos that we've talked about are from 11 years ago, but... Maybe they took it on their, like, their like, flip cam yeah, or something. Yeah, no, probably. It's just funny how sometimes you see a video from 11 years ago, and it's in a nice, like, 720p, and it looks pretty decent, and it could have been shot yesterday. And then other times you see a video from, like, 12 years ago, and it looks like it was made 20 years ago. So I up, I gave that an up like, and I'm giving another up like to the less viewed version of the exact same video with 100 views and only one like. Well, now it has two. <laughs> what? what? Oh, oh no, what's happening? Magic Brew, who commented on that other cover. Oh, okay. <laughs> also commented on this cover and said, those, cor- those chords are not good. Schmufface. Oh. So like... Everyone they were I, looking for those chords, man. They, Magic Brew was going around to all the covers looking for those chords. That's funny. I just like that we just saw that. I don't think I've ever seen the same commenter twice in the same episode on different YouTube wow. videos. Wow. Well, I think you did a great job. Uh, Low-res guitar cover. Miguel. 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 Not Miguel, Miguel. Not Michael and not Miguel, but Mikel. Vasquez. So Dan, do you like the song more or less or the same? I definitely like it more. I had only listened to it a couple of times over the years. I think I listened to this song more than I'd listened to That's My Jam. And I definitely never had a problem with this song. This this song didn't uh, fight me to listen to it the way that Look On Up or... You know, I admit it. Like, lyrically, Look On Up, I would, I would rub up against lyrically and... You know, doing that episode definitely made me love that song more. That's my jam. I would rub up against lyrically, and I don't know if I liked it more at the time, but I don't feel like I like it more now. Terminals, I really like this song. I think it's an interesting deleted scene from the album. I think it fits in with the album. I think, like, you know, some movies have director's cuts, and some movies have special extended editions. I see how this works as an end track for the album overall, I see how it isn't an end track for the album overall. It just kind of depends on your mood and what maybe you feel like which version of the album maybe you want to experience. Like, this is the end if you want it. Clearly works as an end track. But I can kind of see how in another version, in another director's cut, in movies get multiple cuts, work prints. Like, a work print of a movie. I keep comparing it to movies, but, like, you can have five work prints of a movie and, like, here's the happy cut, here's the bad cut, here's the bad, you know... You know this, you produced a movie and you yeah. had the exact same thing. It, yeah. Like this is like one of the, you know, including this as the end track is one of the cuts of the album and it that's an interesting album. It doesn't work as well as this track list. This that is That actually happened. Yeah, this is Donnie Darko the director's cut. Yeah. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it's you can watch it that way. Uh, except you're just getting some bad music changes based on what Richard Kelly originally wanted, but could not afford at the time. And one extra very tiny scene, uh, that you don't really need for story purposes. Right. Um, you know, whereas the original is just this beautiful piece of art. And why, why change a good thing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Why change a good, Donnie Darko, Richard Kelly, why change a good thing? Yeah. Reliant K, it's not a matter of changing it. It's like you can listen glad to a playlist. That the, glad that the, the overall it. release was yeah. the main release. And it's not, it's not like they didn't put it back on the vinyl or anything. Like yeah. the canonical version of Forget exactly. Not Slow Down doesn't yeah. include this. It's but not like iTunes... how it's really hard to find Donnie Darko, the non-director's cut now. Right. You know? Right. 
And yeah, and like song meanings, which is an, I did I thought of this earlier. I didn't say it, but song meanings being an old website, you can tell what people bought this song off iTunes because to them this was the canonical end track to the album at that time, but it wasn't the overall lifelong end track to the album. Like this song's not even on Spotify. It's not even on streaming. It's not even on a deluxe streaming version of Forget Not Slow Down. So. I think it's worth maybe experiencing the album both ways, which you have to listen to the whole album twice. <laughs> but I don't think you can just listen to the album once and be like, ah, oh, yes, that was the album the way most people heard it. And now I'll listen to Terminals and imagine, no, you have to like sit there, listen to the whole album without Terminals. Don't, it's Then jarring. listen to the whole album again with Terminals and see what your experience, how those two experiences compare. Anyway, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe out there.